Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, weight loss coach, and also I help athletes, for example, to perform better and to make sure that they recover enough to get much better results when they compete or when they train. So anyhow, if you have any question about nutrition, about gut health, about nutrition for mental health, about nutrition for longevity, about nutrition for weight loss, lifelong ideal body weight, then reach out and I'm sure I can help you out in some way. So reach out and today's episode, guys, um, stay tuned for Balanced Diet. You'll learn exactly how to look uh, at your plate at every meal and how to make more or less balanced meal with macronutrients and micronutrients. By the way, guys, macronutrients are those nutrients that provide energy. Um, proteins, uh, they're not so great for the body to get energy, but they do have energy. They do have calories that the body can use for energy, right? Although we use proteins for mostly structural things, like to build things in our body. And then we have fats, and then we have carbohydrates. So these are macronutrients. Micronutrients are those things that our body does not use for uh, energy, cannot use for energy, but they are super, super important to make a lot of processes related to energy happen, like to, for example, extract energy from fruits, from from foods, from those macronutrients, uh, carbohydrates and fats, we actually need certain vitamins to make the, the chemical reaction of energy extraction happen, guys. So micronutrients, very important. Those are vitamins, minerals, but also a lot of different antioxidants, polyphenols, and uh, things that we don't know about still and yet to discover. So macronutrients, again, bigger, uh, they provide energy. Micronutrients, they are smaller, usually in micrograms or milligrams, and um, they do not provide energy, but they are super, super important for our health and energy uh, production. And for every meal, we need to eat the more uh, or less balanced mix of all of this. And um, specifically, we usually can much easier focus on macronutrients because we can actually see them, right? When it comes to micronutrients, uh, what we want to focus is on variety and colors, right? If you want to eat maximum amount of vitamins and minerals, we want to focus on variety of different foods on our plate every day, and we want to focus on different colors uh, in our fruit and veg, red, orange, yellow, purple, uh, white, uh, green, a a lot, a lot of green. Greens are especially super dense in nutrients per calorie or per, uh, not so much per bite, but per calorie of food. Um, so that's what we want to focus on when it comes to micronutrients. Uh, but to create this balance of macronutrients and micronutrients, so we get um, enough uh, um, and hopefully in surplus of both, uh, we need to have some sort of um, structure or a plan for every meal. What we're going to put on our plate in order to create that balance of micronutrients. And from all the like, research and studies and experience, it seems that a good place to be um, 
every time you eat is to focus on getting those three macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. And of course, there is fiber, there is water. Um, so focus on those and get them from different foods. And not just focus on those, you know, like eat a huge piece of fish, but very, very tiny amount of vegetables. No, what seems to work the best for human health to get the balance of macro and micronutrients is to focus by volume, mostly on plant-based foods, especially if you are interested in ideal body weight, uh, specifically focus more on non-starchy vegetables, on high volume, um, maybe a little bit less in calories, fresh fruit. Uh, so by volume, that should occupy the most of your plane. Then there should be some carbohydrate-rich uh, plant-based foods, like um, a cup of cooked or a big handful of cooked, maybe lentils or chickpeas or rice or um, quinoa, uh, right? So like a handful of cooked uh, measured. And then uh, like a quarter of your plate should be protein-rich foods. Of course, you know, it's kind of sometimes hard to measure exact amounts for different people. Obviously, if you are someone like myself who is um, 120 pound or about 52 kilograms female, uh, maybe not 52, I'm like lost in translations. I am 52 kilos, but I forgot what it is in pounds uh, because I measure in kilograms. Anyhow, so if you are someone like me and not a professional athlete, but quite active, um, or if you're someone who is a guy, uh, I don't know, in their, let's say, 40s, and you're like two meters tall, um, and you are super, super athletic, maybe you're a professional athlete, of course, your requirements going to be different, right? But for an average human being, for each meal, if you look at volume of different foods, then half of that volume, it is recommended to get from your vegetables, um, mostly, and, you know, maybe with some fruit there for breakfast, maybe there is more fruit. So half of the volume of your food should be either non-starchy vegetables for lunches and dinners, and maybe fruit for breakfast, or you also can eat vegetables for breakfast. There is no reason why you can't eat a vegetable omelet, for example, for breakfast, right? So half of the volume of your meal should be either colorful, uh, raw and cooked, uh, non-starchy vegetables, non-starchy meaning not potatoes, not pumpkins, not squashes, uh, some, something that is lighter, you know, it, it doesn't have starch, it's more like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, bell peppers, tomatoes, mushrooms, you know, those things that, you know, are have less calories and they are lighter uh, in carbs and in calories. So half of the volume, right? If it's breakfast, then have more berries like blueberries or strawberries are extremely low in calories, but high in vitamin C, high in other nutrients, right? Have some raspberries or blackberries, um, uh, maybe a, a banana, uh, maybe, I don't know, an apple, a grapefruit, so fruit, uh, then a quarter by volume or so, you know, it, again, it, it's a little bit harder to say for protein, should be protein-rich foods. And But protein in foods, it varies, right? One egg is just six grams of protein. I recommend to not go below 30 grams. If you have three meals a day, 
do not go below 30 grams per meal uh, for your optimal performance and health. And that means, you know, if you decide to go for eggs, yeah, have like uh, two, three whole eggs, but then add uh, egg white on top of that. Maybe get some egg white um, liquid and then make your omelet or maybe add, um, maybe have some yogurt um, and then add some protein powder or maybe have your eggs and protein powder with, I don't know, almond milk or something like that, right? Um, again, one egg is just six grams of protein. Most yogurts per 150 grams will have about like 90 grams of protein. So you would need to eat like half a liter and that's actually my serving size of yogurt. And that's also how you get all of your calcium uh, just to um, give you more information because calcium is super important for muscle contraction, for nerve communication, for uh, digestion. That's why actually a lot of medications have calcium added because it is important for digestion. Anyhow, if you want to get your protein for one meal from yogurt, then it's about 500 milliliters or half a liter. Um, so that's for yogurt, right? So 30 grams, I recommend to aim at 30 grams of protein. And if you're not sure what it is in foods, I recommend you Google 30 grams of protein in, let's say, chicken or eggs or yogurt or, um, I don't know, turkey or fish. Um, to give you also an idea, 150 gram can of tuna uh, is about 30 grams of protein or about two cans of sardines. They're usually smaller cans. Um, would be also about 30 grams of protein, um, probably a little bit more, but that's the amount. And then the last quarter, the last bit of your, uh, of your breakfast or lunch and dinner should be some source of whole food carbohydrates with a lot of fiber. And those are things like for lunch and dinner, you can have something like lentils or beans or a sweet potato or maybe regular potato or pumpkin, um, so starchy carbohydrate, right? Or maybe rice. Uh, for breakfast, you can already have uh, carbohydrates if you eat fruit. Uh, but if you don't, then either add one of those uh, starchy carbohydrates, maybe oats. You know, some people like to have oats, a banana, um, some yogurt, some protein powder to make sure they're getting enough uh, protein for breakfast. But that's the basic idea, guys. You get a lot, a lot of non-starchy veg and, and fruit. Um, if you're a fruit person, you get protein. If it's meat, a fish, you know, a filet, then it's probably about 150 grams or so per meal. Uh, if it's something more like eggs or yogurts, etc., then again, you have to look at the label. You have to figure out the amount for you. Maybe protein powder for one of the meals would make sense for you. And then we have our starchy carbohydrates. And guys, uh, there is a lot of there is a lot of talk happening about carbohydrates, how they're like, the less, the better. But no, actually not. What I see in my clients, especially long-term, yeah, people go on some keto or low-carb diet, etc. But then uh, your body is not that great at getting energy from fat all the time or from other sources. And so people start craving, I don't know, cereals, cookies, bread. And they're like, oh, you know, I couldn't stay on keto. Like my willpower wasn't strong. But if you just added... Instead of eating cookies and chocolates and candies, if you just added fruit and, I don't know, sweet potatoes and beans or oats, most probably you wouldn't be craving any of the shit. 
And that's why I do recommend for most people to eat carbohydrates. I was in the same boat. I was on keto most of the time, but then I would have huge cravings for carbohydrates and I would eat cookies or chocolates or, um, I don't know, oats. And I was like, oh, my willpower wasn't strong enough. I needed to, you know, train that or organize my environment uh, to not uh, have easy access to those, um, you know, candies, etc. My thing were always like cookies or wafers uh, or sometimes cereals. My body just craved and my brain just craved carbs. And so since I started eating fruit and sweet potatoes and lentils and beans, I did not have any added sugar for two years now. Like seriously, no added sugars, no juices, nothing, just whole foods. Um, That's why, you know, if you do crave those uh, things, chocolates, candies, etc., then ice cream, try to introduce more whole fruit and things like, again, sweet potatoes, pumpkin squash into your diet uh, as a part of your balanced diet and see how those cravings might disappear. And the reason why you want to switch is because those whole foods, they actually have fiber that don't spike your blood sugar. They actually have micronutrients, vitamins and minerals that are amazing for your health. And they actually provide you with energy for longer and make you not crave stuff for longer too, because the release of energy happens gradually compared to things like um, sweets or, you know, cookies, candies, ice creams, etc. So yeah, include carbohydrates in your diet. And if you've been quote unquote failing keto, low carb diet, then maybe it's not working for you and just eat normal carbohydrates from whole foods and you'll feel great and look better uh, and at the end of the day everything gonna get better and it's gonna be so much easier for you to actually lose weight long term and maintain it so that's a little bit you know a side note a longer side note um, but general idea guys you got it half of the plate, if you look at your plate, half of it should be non-starchy vegetables, uh, maybe some fruit there. Um, So that's half of your plate or half of your serving. You know, I usually eat two times a day, so I usually eat a couple of plates of food and half of that, at least, at least usually more, are non-starchy vegetables or fruit. Uh, Then you want to have no less than 30 grams of protein on average. You know, obviously, if you're bigger, if you are more active, you'll need more. Uh, So you might need to even supplement, uh, especially if you're an athlete, especially if you want to build up some muscle, especially if you are older. So supplements might make sense, protein supplements, but no less than 30 grams of protein. And most people, if you don't count your protein, you do eat less for most meals, uh, except for rare occasions when you like it. Know, go out for dinner and in a restaurant you get you get a whole fish that's when probably you get all the protein in other cases especially women tend to not get enough protein uh, and then what we talked about starchy carbohydrates like a cup cooked or a big handful or like average sweet potato kind of size and then i haven't talked about fats much but fats are essential guys you absolutely need to have fat they are structural material as well to make your hormones to make your cellular membranes 
And uh, if you do not eat fat in your diet or you do not eat essential fats uh, that we need to get from our diet, uh, things that we can find in eggs, things that we can find in fatty fish, in things like walnuts or flax seeds, it's best to have a variety of those fats on a regular basis. If you don't get those, you're going to have hormonal problems, you're going to have mental health problems, you can have gut issues, you can have metabolic issues. A lot of things can go wrong when you do not get the fats that your body needs. So how do I recommend to make sure that you do eat enough? Um, I make, sh- uh, make sure to eat at least a couple of times per week a good serving of fatty fish. That can be salmon, mackerel, herring, um, sardines. I usually eat salmon a couple of times per week, and then I eat sardines on top of that every other day. So a lot of omega-3s. You don't need fish oil. You can actually eat fish to get your those omega-3s. Then also I eat walnuts every day for plant-based omega-3s and omega-6s because both are important. So every day I eat walnuts, a handful of walnuts. I also introduce that to diets of all of my clients uh, because it's an easy way to get uh, some of those essential fats. Uh, then I, I, I eat eggs um, and dairy products for a variety of different fats. And I do recommend to include those if you are not lactose intolerant or do not have any other specific gut issues that do not allow you to eat those food. If there are some gut issues or food sensitivities, then you got to find a way to work around it. But general idea, eat fatty fish, eat some walnuts and uh, eat some dairy products and some eggs for a variety of different fats. And at every meal, just make sure you have some. Maybe it's fat in your fatty fish. Maybe it's fat in your walnuts. Maybe you decide to have an avocado. Uh, maybe you decide to add some extra virgin olive oil. Maybe it's, um, you know, fat in your yogurt. Don't go like zero fat, you know, average fat. So it's easier for you to maintain weight, but don't go fat free because Some fat is needed to actually absorb some of the nutrients, Um, like, for example, vitamin A or even calcium is better absorbed with fat, it seems. So do not go fat-free, but uh, try to choose not super high fat either because calories accumulate, right? And so for every meal, just make sure there is some fat because, again, some nutrients, some vitamins and minerals uh, are better absorbed with source of fat. Plus, fat is a structural material that you body needs to do things and then it also provides satiety and that's about it guys so fat is usually in most cases you don't need to add it on top specifically unless you decide to go like for tuna and broccoli you know both don't have much fat so you do need to add fat specifically but most things like yogurts fatty fish eggs, uh, meats, uh, all of these things, they do have some fats. I also, you know, sprinkle some nuts and seeds on whatever I cook. So um, I make sure, again, that there is always some source of fat. The only thing I do not recommend to use for fat are some sort of uh, margarines with reduced fats or some sort of um, fat manufactured in a factory that doesn't come from anything that can be squeezed. Unnatural fats, basically, if if the fat source has many ingredients, then it should be on your plate, right? Great sources of fat are the ones that are natural and have just one ingredient, like extra virgin olive oil or avocado oil or coconut oil or butter or ghee with just one ingredient, or obviously whole food sources like avocados, nuts, and seeds. Um, 
and um, again, uh, fatty fish and eggs and other sources. And so let's recap. A balanced meal uh, would have a mix of food, a mix of colors for a variety of nutrients. A balanced meal uh, would have about half of the volume made of non-starchy vegetables of all colors, you know, green, especially rich in nutrients, uh, red uh, and purple and white, like mushrooms and onions, for example, can be white. So half of your plate or fruit and berries for breakfast. Um, then each your meal should have a good portion of protein, 30 grams at least. That's my recommendation for bigger people more. Um, if you struggling with getting enough protein for one of your meals, get some good protein powder. Then have some whole food carbohydrate. It can be fruit. Um, it can be something with more fiber in starch that usually releases um, carbohydrates slower that provides energy more gradually and long term. So things like lentils, beans, sweet potatoes. Um, it's I, When measured, about half about a cup cooked or like a size of medium sweet potato, and then have some fat either in foods or add it on top. Um, if you add fat, I'd recommend one tablespoon per meal. Measure fats because calories do accumulate. If you are interested in ideal body weight, you do need to measure those. And that's it, guys. So that is a science of eating balanced meal every meal that will supply you a variety of nutrients and will help you to stay fuller longer. And of course, that will help you to uh, regulate your appetite, your eating, your portions, and will help you not just to maintain health, but also ideal body weight and maybe even lose weight. Um, more often than not, when people I work with switch to whole food diet predominantly, they find it very easy to lose weight. They like, I don't know how before I found it so difficult to lose weight. But that's just because once you switch your mindset to whole foods mostly, actually whole foods are a lot of volume to get all of your calories. And it's kind of easy to lose weight. Uh, more people then struggle. Well, how do I now uh, build up some muscle and keep this muscle? And that's another question for another episode. So guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. If you need any advice on proteins and fats or on carbohydrates, any question, please do reach out via email or any social media. Share this episode with one other person who might be struggling with a balanced, healthy diet, confused with all the diet messages and diet debates in our media these days. So share this episode with at least one person. Plus, you'll do me such a huge favor. Let's eat better all together, right? Let's create a world where we all eat better and food system is designed to help us to eat better. So share this episode for that reason. And guys, as usual, thank you for listening. Until next time, eat better daily. <laughs>